Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, September 4th, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, happy uh, Labor Day to you. We were off yesterday and to everyone who labors in one form or another, whether you are a member of a union, uh, equity or otherwise, uh, or just somebody who goes to work on a daily basis like uh, so many of us do. Uh, I hope you were able to enjoy a refreshing day off on Monday. And uh, thank you for the work that you do, no matter what it is. But uh, because we did not have an episode on Monday, James, that means that we did not get a chance to talk about this week on Broadway. And it was a kind of an interesting episode because while there were reviews for Days to Come with the Mint Theater Company, Hershey Felder as Irving Berlin, um, and a concert of 54 Below with some of the the newsies. Uh, it was a lot more of a discussion-based episode than normal, perhaps because of the time of the year it is, but uh, some really interesting topics that you guys discussed, including Labor Day. Yeah, we talked about uh, Labor Day, and I asked uh, Peter and Michael if they had any uh, thoughts about Labor Day and how it relates to theater and Broadway, and Peter talked about a handful of shows, and Michael uh, was able to tie it into his uh, one of the reviews that he did. Uh, it was a fun discussion about Labor Day, and uh, we, brought, of course, uh, Pajama Game always comes up, but it went much, you know, because Peter Felicia is there. It's been beyond pajama game. We also talked yeah. about uh, Neil Simon and the closing of the Village Voice. So it was a uh, it was a good discussion this weekend on this week on Broadway. Yeah, I'm gonna, we're going to talk a little bit, give some more details about the Village Voice here later in the show. But uh, it's always fun when I know those guys see so many shows that there's so many reviews that they want to talk about every week. But I always enjoy when you guys are able to just have a little bit more of a of a discussion and pick the brains of some of the smartest people in the theater community. Yeah, it was really a lot of fun. All right, so uh, first up in the news, getting the band back together announces a closing date on Broadway. We didn't talk about this, did we? No, we didn't, and, he, and we'll tell you why here in a second. Because while that uh, announcement was obviously not a surprise to anybody, we'd been talking about it for a while, the surprise was that it came out at like 8.30 on a Friday night, not the time that you normally hear about a Broadway show announcing its closing date. Mm-hmm. The, anyway, before we get more into that, the musical will close on Sunday, September 16th, having played exactly 30, uh, 30 previews and 40 regular performances. That will, of course, create an opening at the Belasco Theater, a Schubert house that seats 1,018 people. I would think that with all of the medium to small-sized musicals that are looking to come in, come in, that this would be an upgrade to any of them. Now, James, as I said, I think the timing of this announcement is informative and interesting because normally we hear about these things on a Tuesday, right around half hour call. If not, we generally get a normal midday or if it's a Scott Rudin show midnight press release. Uh, but this one was like an exaggerated news dump, uh, you know, late into the evening on a holiday weekend Friday. It's almost as if something happened during the week last week that might have sped up producer Ken Davenport's timetable. <laughs> Be More Chill is currently looking to raise $9.5 million for a Broadway transfer. I would not be surprised if we've been saying from the beginning that I would be shocked if Be More Chill is not playing somewhere in New York this coming spring. If this information is already getting out, I mean, I feel a lot more confident about it being on Broadway. You know, if I were producing this, uh, it is a holiday weekend. Probably want to announce this on a Tuesday morning or something like that after the three-day weekend. 
so basically, James, uh, we're not saying we're just saying. Swing. <laughs> Very well done. Very well done. I wanted. I want you and I to do Bohemian Rhapsody. You know. Oh, I I don't have the tenor that uh, I think you do, but uh, okay. I can I can get some of the the baritone notes. All right, so uh, we will have to see how the day progresses today. You'll be surprised if we don't hear some sort of announcement today, but, uh, you know, Matt and I will come back and talk with you about that tomorrow. So, <laughs> uh, Next up in the news, Tony winner Carol Shelley passes away at the age of 79. Yeah, Shelley is probably, for the younger generation, best remembered for originating the role of Madame Morrible and Wicked on Broadway. But she had a long career on Broadway, dating back to the original Broadway production of The Odd Couple in 1965, in which she played Gwendolyn Pigeon. In fact, not only did she play Gwendolyn Pigeon in the original Broadway production of The Odd Couple, she played Gwendolyn Pigeon in the film adaptation of The Odd Couple and the TV adaptation of The Odd Couple. She also played Ruth in the theatrical trilogy The Norman Conquest in 1975, was in the original company of The Elephant Man, for which she won a Tony Award, and was nominated again for her roles in Stepping Out in 1987 and Billy Elliot in 2009. She was most recently seen on Broadway as a replacement Miss Shingle in A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. In addition to her stage work, she also can be heard in the Disney movies The Aristocats, Robin Hood, and Hercules. Obviously, someone well-loved in the theater community, James, so our thoughts are with everyone who loved her. I saw a great tweet slash Instagram from Stephanie J. Block, who said, who obviously was an early company member of Wicked, was actually the first Elphaba before she was replaced pre-Broadway. Anyway, so she said that uh, Carol Shelley knew that Stephanie J. Block was in love with Sebastian Arcellus before Stephanie J. Block knew that she was in love with Sebastian <laughs> Arcellus. And now, of course, they're married. Um, so it was a nice little thing. So lots of people, uh, a lot, many of them who had been in Wicked at one point, posting pictures and remembrances of Carol Shelley. So Godspeed. And uh, it was a nice probably way to remember her over this long weekend. Uh, also in the news last week was the... Uh the final closing of the Village Voice. Yeah, this, uh, this came out on Friday, the, the final online edition of the beloved New York alternative publication shut down, marking the end of an era. The paper ceased printing hard copies back in August, leaving many a red distribution box empty, uh, and they closed up shop officially last week. The paper's owner, Peter Barbie, said, quote, this is a sad day for the Village Voice and for millions of readers. The voice has been a key element of New York City journalism and is read around the world. As the first modern alternative newspaper, it literally defined a new genre of publishing. The Voice began publication as a weekly paper back in 1955 and grew to have an important role in the worlds of journalism, literature, art, and of course, for our purposes, theater. James, obviously, I don't live in New York, so I'm a bit detached from this. But even if you only know about the Village Voice from mm -hmm. La Vie Boheme and Rent, um, there is no doubt that the paper has had a major impact on a lot of people and a lot of artists in New York City. So, uh, yeah, we talked about just uh, Peter brought up uh, Michael Feingold, so did Michael Portantier, uh, the Village Voice uh, theatrical reviewer, and what a a pillar of the theatrical community Michael Feingold is. And of course, we all love Michael Mosto as well, uh, who 
has been writing uh, at the Village Voice on and off forever, and uh, is uh, but Michael Musto's now at um, I forget the name of the outlet. Next now, next next now something, yeah, something like that. But uh, it's an so, LGBT publication, I believe. Yeah, and uh, hopefully Michael Feingold will uh, will land at another um, outlet as well very very soon because it's just. He's such a got a great voice, so it's really important for uh, them to uh, continue on. Yeah, and from a theatrical standpoint, the Village Voice is one of the official sponsors of the Obie Awards. Well, on Friday after this news was announced, the, the New York Times' as Michael Paulson reached out to the American Theater Wing, uh, the other co-sponsor of the awards. And the organization's president, Heather Hitchens, told him that the wing would ensure that the awards continue, but that they would need to find another co-sponsor by the time of Broadway season. World. I was going to say Broadway Radio, but <laughs> neither of which is very likely to happen. Uh, in all our free time, Matt, you and me, we're going to sponsor the Obies. And, and, and all of our free money. Yeah, exactly. You know, disposable income. Although I, mean, I think you had a better you had a better offer for disposable disposable income last week. That uh, yeah, I'm gonna regret <laughs> that one. Uh, not disposing that income in that one. But uh, I know a guy that's just rolling in diamonds, and he should uh, just. Uh, he Please should. don't get me in trouble. Please don't get me in trouble with my boss. <laughs> I, I don't know what you mean. I have. I'm not talking at all about. Release date confirmed for the Cats movie. <laughs> yeah, I wish you weren't talking about that. Um, yeah, but yes, <laughs> on Friday, at official ALW on Twitter tweeted, quote, it's official exclamation point. The film adaptation of Cats directed by Tom Hooper is set to release on Friday, December 20th, 2019. Of course, we've talked about the the recent spat of big name casting with uh, uh, Taylor Swift and and James Corden and Ian McKellen. Um, so that's always really exciting. Uh, James, one thing to note, though, is that December 20th, 2019 is the same date that Universal Pictures has announced for the big screen adaptation of Wicked. But <gasps> since we haven't heard much about that movie in like a little over two years, I'm guessing that's not going to happen. Uh, but I would think whatever the, the however they are trying to manipulate the theatrical release schedules, those were two movies that you would not want to release on the same date if you wanted to have the biggest potential box office opening weekend, which is of course, one of the biggest things um, that, that really determines the success of a film. Well, it would be so much huge hype that two, the two shows going up against each other. I could think that that might actually work. And I think people could actually go see it on Friday and Saturday or Saturday, Sunday or something like that and still get the weekend box office gross. But 2019, uh, I mean, what happens in 2018? Do we have anything coming out in 18? Or, and, you know, wh why is no, it taking I, so long? <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of a, um, a, a, a film coming out of a movie. Um, I'm, I'm going to pull up my handy dandy list here that I publish once a month at uh, the Broadway World. Um, let's see here. I don't think there's a movie, uh, a movie musical coming out. This uh, well, there's the, there's Mary Poppins, of course, uh, uh, which is that, and and a Star Is Born. Uh, uh, do you see those reviews for Star Is Born from Variety? It's Whoa. it's 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 good. They are saying that that might be an Academy Award winner. I think I, I think they're getting a little over their skis on some of those, but who knows? Going maybe totally Gaga over it. Uh, or Sorry. or as I like to pronounce it, they're going Gaga. Gaga. 
<laughs> and I don't know why I started doing that. I think I probably heard like Jimmy Fallon do it or something. I have nothing. I, I don't mean that as a slight on Lady Gaga. I think she's a, a very interesting and compelling artist. I just think it sounds cool. Yeah, I agree with that. So uh, there was something else I wanted to say about Cats. 2018 yeah. versus 19. I forget what it was. We'll catch up with it tomorrow. All, All right. All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for kicking off your Tuesday with us. Look, it's almost Wednesday, and Wednesday is Sunday at Carvel. And uh, Matt and I will come back and chat with you tomorrow. Oh, 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 o